Have you ever wondered why exactly it is that things usually sound better at home than they do on stage, in auditions, or even in lessons? It's easy to chalk it up to nerves or assume that you just have to practice more or get more performance experience. And sure, those things certainly are part of the puzzle, but a lot of times that's not really the true root cause. If you've been confused by the inconsistency of your performances, I put together a free four-minute quiz called the Mental Skills Audit, which will help you pinpoint your mental strengths and weaknesses and figure out what exactly to adjust and tweak in your preparation for more consistently optimal performances. You can take the Mental Skills Audit online at bulletproofmusician.com MSA. That's MSA for Mental Skills Audit. And again, it's 100% free, and it'll take just four minutes to get your results emailed to you as a PDF. Hi, this is Noah Kageyama, and you're listening to the Bulletproof Musician Practice Hack of the Week. A few years ago, I reconnected with a childhood Suzuki friend who spent most of his formative years learning the standard classical repertoire and eventually playing in a professional orchestra. But then, one day, his path diverged, and he became immersed in the world of jazz, improvisation, and a range of other non-classical styles. And now, with a thriving non-classical music career, he remarked that although he used to get really nervous on stage playing Sibelius or Paganini, the anxiety went away when he began performing in more of these non-classical styles. It wasn't the first time I'd heard a story like this, so I've always kind of wondered, is there something inherently different about classical music that makes classical musicians more anxious on stage? And if so, what could that possibly be? To find out if there is any difference in the anxiety experienced by classical and non-classical musicians, a group of British researchers conducted a survey of 244 musicians to see if there were any patterns or trends. The sample consisted primarily of undergraduate music students, 70%, but also included a good number of professional musicians, 30%. And while most were classical, about a quarter were pop musicians, about 19% jazz, and almost 7% Scottish traditional musicians. It's not like nerves were limited exclusively to the classical folks, as students and professionals in all musical genres experienced anxiety. But in general, classical musicians did report experiencing more anxiety in performance, especially solo performances, than musicians in other genres. So why is that? Is it the formality of the performance environment? or some feature of the music itself? To get at this question, a pianist and music psychology researcher conducted a survey of 625 musicians from 36 countries. About half were professional musicians, while about a quarter were students and another quarter were amateur musicians. There were 43 different instruments represented, although 71% were from piano, guitar, voice, flute, violin, percussion, and clarinet. And in terms of genre, 71% were classical musicians, but 9% were jazz, 9% pop, 7% folk, and 2% rock or metal. All in all, the questionnaire had 36 questions intended to get a sense of these musicians' experience on stage and in the practice room. 
As expected, there were some notable differences between the classical and non-classical musicians. In performance, non-classical performers experienced more elation, more joy, more positive arousal, which is like excitement or a good kind of nerves, and confidence than their classical counterparts. And in addition to experiencing less of these positive emotions in performance, the classical performers also reported more worry and fear. To find out why this might be, the researcher asked participants to recall their last, quote, highly enjoyable performance experience and select from 23 different statements describing their mental or emotional approach to the performance. Statements like, you felt connected with the audience or co-performers, or you felt the music come to you from elsewhere, or you felt proud of your performance. From this data, she found that there were essentially five approaches to performance. Some had a more people-oriented approach, where the musician's focus was on connecting with the audience or the other musicians on stage. Others had a source-oriented approach, where the focus was more on letting the music speak or flow through them. Some had a self-oriented approach, where the focus was more on being confident, feeling powerful, and performing up to one's standard. Then there was a fitness-focused approach, which, to be honest, I wasn't entirely sure I understood, but I think has to do with feeling like they're in really good playing shape in the moment. And finally, a magical moment approach, which was simply about being in the moment and enjoying what was happening. These approaches weren't mutually exclusive, of course, so musicians usually had some elements of each. However, the non-classical musicians tended to have a much stronger people-oriented approach. Meanwhile, the classical musicians had a much stronger self-oriented and fitness-focused approach to performance. All in all, the study suggests that we're likely to have the most positive performance experiences if we approach performing with a greater emphasis on connecting to the audience, our fellow performers, or the experience of letting go and allowing the music to speak through us, rather than trying to perfectly micromanage all the technical details in the moment of performing. Indeed, the study found that the only performance approach associated with fear was the fitness focus. As the author states in her paper, these folks, quote, did not play for an audience, but in front of an audience. Which speaks to a curious detail the researcher noticed in the data about classical musicians' experience in the practice room. Interestingly, while performing was not necessarily a positive feeling activity for many classical musicians, Practicing, on the other hand, was. The author explains that, quote, When considering the negative performance-related emotions in the context of the positive experiences reported during practice, the absence of valuable goals in their approaches to performance, and the higher incidence of this profile among classical performers, it can be concluded that the concerns highlighted by the classical music milieu may be so focused on the means to achieve musical excellence namely practice, that the joys of sharing and reaching out to others that performance may afford are overshadowed and become irrelevant. Could there be something in the classical music culture or tradition that somehow leads some, but certainly not all, musicians to end up at a place where they find satisfaction in the practice room, but have little desire to experience performing? This reminded me of an exercise that Zuck Perlman conducted at a masterclass some years back 
whom incidentally I always loved watching because he always seems to be having such a good time on stage. Anyhow, one of his students was playing Chrysler's Liebes Lied, and he asked her to play parts of it again several times, each time approaching it differently using emotions or characters suggested by the audience, like sarcastic or furious. Words that, of course, do not at all describe Chrysler's intention for the piece, as the title translates to love's sorrow, but they do get us out of this fitness focus and help us focus more on the purpose of our being on stage which is nicely captured by a sentence spotted by Nomberg Award-winning flutist and Juilliard's director of chamber music, Barely Nugent, on the door of a dance studio at school, which read, The only reason for mastering technique is to make sure the body does not prevent the soul from expressing itself. In reflecting on all this, I was reminded of how much I enjoyed playing with piano as a kid, and with a string quartet, or full orchestra. I even remember Suzuki play-ins as a fun event that I'd look forward to. All of this group or ensemble playing could lead to profoundly transcendent and thrilling experiences, probably even more for me than the listener, which might not be ideal, but that's probably a topic for another day. And this is not to say that these experiences were not stressful too in their way, but on the stress-to-fun continuum, they certainly felt more balanced, if not tilted to the fun side of things. So are there things that could be tweaked on the classical music culture level that might help more of us experience the kind of elation or joy on stage that non-classical performers seem to enjoy? Like, as a small example, might performing feel more positive if our very first performance experiences occurred as part of a larger group or ensemble, rather than by ourselves or with a pianist? I'm not sure, but at the very least, now I'm definitely curious about what Dr. Suzuki's thought process and rationale might have been for the play-in. Which, incidentally, if you've never heard of a play-in, is where a teacher will organize a group concert where all the students get on stage and perform a bunch of pieces with piano all together as a large group. 